Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say can American citizens, well, of course, as Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. As promised, I have a very special guest with us today. Uh, Miss Debbie D'Souza, the wife of Dinesh D'Souza. If you have not read any of his literature and or seen their movies, you need to do so. There's one coming out August the 7th that is very timely, as most of his documentaries are. Um, Very informative. If you find yourself confused about what to think what to feel, how to express that within your own family, how to educate your own family, your neighbors, your friends, your church members on matters, social issues that are going to have profound impact uh, on our lives, as you see happening right now on social media, people being fired for not agreeing with certain social narratives and rhetoric, Uh, families being canceled over disagreements over what you see uprising really from the pit of hell. Uh, Debbie joins us today to talk about their new documentary coming up August 7th called Trump Card. The United States of America is unraveling for all the world to see. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism. Anybody who pushes back is deemed a fascist. It is not generally speaking unruly. Socialists left and the Democrats want us to grovel. They want to make us into worms. America will never be a socialist country. So with me today, I have Miss Debbie D'Souza, the wife of Dinesh D'Souza, who, if you're a conservative, we have all come to know and love, uh, for not the least of which are his movies that inform us, uh, enlighten us to our actual U.S. history, um, you know, also give us hope because we've seen, you know, just exactly how a powerful regime can come against one man who is actually a truth speaker, uh, the links that administrations will go to to actually silence the voice of the right. I follow Debbie on Twitter and firebrand reasonable woman, someone who has uh, been in the fight as well, watched her home country essentially plummet to the ground due to things that this country is uh, facing right now. So I wanted to bring Debbie on today to talk about their new movie, Trump Card, and to talk to us about the warning signs of where we're going. Debbie, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Monica. 
Of course. So I follow you on Twitter and I'm, I'm constantly shouting amen to just about everything I see you tweet, uh, as war as flares, you know, you're, you're sending up flares that, Hey guys, we're, we are at a, we've been saying this. I just watched one of your interviews on Fox from last year where you were warning us during the Maduro, you know, uh, sanctions and what we needed to do as, as a nation, what the president should have done, uh, at the time to deal with this tyrannical rule, um, and, and really here we are as, as a nation. And at the time you were telling us about, you know, Hey, it, it's time America wake up. This could very well happen to us in light of the George Floyd, uh, murder, as we saw, you know, clearly online, horrible. Now we've seen our country burn. D- do we, do we really recover from this Debbie? Well, we have to we have to stop it, Monica. Um, unfortunately, in Venezuela, all of these things that culminated into what Venezuela is now, no one was able to stop. And uh, I have been, you know, for for years trying to warn the American the American people. I mean, I'm one of them that um, there are so many parallels between the Venezuelan left and the American left that I think that people don't even realize. You know, they think, they think oh, yeah, well, Venezuela is socialist. We don't want to be socialist. But, but I have to tell you, the thread that unraveled Venezuela is the exact same thread that is unraveling this country. Okay, what is that? What is that thread? So there are, there are many, many parallels. Um, I'll name about seven in this interview. And, and unfortunately, um, as you mentioned, we have a movie coming up, and, and we, uh, we do mention a few of the, of the parallels. I'm going to give you about seven right now. Okay. So the first one is identity politics. The second one is demonizing the rich, uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, your, your typical socialist baloney that happens, uh, the, the hatred of business owners and entrepreneurs, the, the promising free stuff for those people that will vote for them, uh, the, number three, the hatred of fossil fuels. Believe it or not, Venezuela is one of the richest countries in oil production. However, they hate fossil fuels, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, number four, going after their political opponents. Five, gun control. Mm-hmm. Six, uh, the unleashing of sank- of government-sanctioned thugs to go after dissenters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, seven, the Islamic connection. So... Um, mm. <laughs> I really want to touch on that. I, I really want, if you can, if you can expound on the Islamic connection, because the one thing I didn't hear in that list that I want to cover as someone who has been a minister in the church, I've ministered for years, um, and I've seen this coming in terms of the national more is completely at rest. It is exhausted. Now we see the church on its knees begging for uh, national forgiveness uh, in the spirit of guilt, not necessarily genuine love and contrition, if you will. You know, I don't know how we pay for that individually, but there's a collectivism going on within the church. And I keep seeing the Islamic connection, particularly in Minnesota, dismantling the police force. You have care who's embedded in Minnesota, right? So expound upon that, if you will, with the Islamic connection. 
Yes. So let me. So the Islamic connection is quite interesting. People don't really even know about this. Uh, many people don't. But uh, Venezuela under Hugo Chavez. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, I think that it, that people that have been kind of following the Venezuela um, issues know that it all started under a man named Hugo Chavez, who was elected democratically in 1999, and literally became a dictator. It, it took probably about six years before he actually declared socialism as the law of the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugo Chavez uh, sold them uranium, enriched uranium, uh, which you know enriched uranium is used to make nuclear mm-hmm. weapons. Right. So, so Iran... I kept getting, you know, messages and and phone calls from friends and family from Venezuela saying, guys, you know, there's there's this, um, you know, issue going on with Iran. We in the at the airport, the Venezuelan airport, international airport, they have a flight coming in from Tehran every day and it goes to a different terminal. And they, you know, they they do they, they don't even like screen the people coming in. We don't know what's coming in. We don't know who's coming in. This happened for many years. Um, so little by little, uh, Hugo Chavez uh, started putting Iranian, um, Iranian Venezuelans into his cabinet. And um, lo and behold, finding out that even in some of the rural areas of Venezuela, they had Hezbollah training camps. Oh, wow. So, so not only did they have that, but then they had government officials that were Islamic. And, and, and so the hatred of Israel mm-hmm. and the love for Palestine was just, you know, plastered all over the news in Venezuela. And, and of course, you know, this was, this was done kind of under, under, under you know, the people's mm-hmm. nose. They, they didn't even know that it was going on. So um, when Hugo Chavez died, uh, Maibudo continued his relationship with Iran. And Soleimani, you know, was also very influential in, in Venezuela that, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they praised him as a hero. Um, so it, it and it was, you know, I kept thinking, well, is it the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation? Mm-hmm. But no, because because I think in Venezuela they were truly friends. They weren't it wasn't it wasn't, an, you know, the, the enemy of my enemy. Right. It was more my friend <laughs> who happens to be the enemy of my enemy. Um, and so, so I am really afraid for mm-hmm. America um, in that aspect. I mean, th- we're not even talking about the socialist a- aspect. We're talking about the fact that if Iran, Iran pulls a lot of the, the puppet strings from, for Nicolás Maduro, mm-hmm. if Iran is able to, to make nuclear weapons, you know, I, I actually see Venezuela having nukes. Iran made nukes in in you know the next few years, maybe ten years. Interesting. Uh, and, That's the first time I've know, heard someone say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you know, Venezuela is Caracas, which is the the capital. That's where I was born. Um, is only about thirteen hundred miles from Miami. That means that it is closer to Miami than Miami is to San Diego. Mm-hmm. So. So if they have nuclear weapons in Venezuela, and, and again, you know, this is, 
I'm not trying to to be the, the you know like oh weapons of mass destruction right, you know how right, that went right. down but but this is actually a reality that I've that I've seen unfold in Venezuela for the last twenty years right. the relationship that they, the deep relationship they have with Iran um, Ahmadinejad actually went to Hugo Chavez's funeral. Um, and and hugged and cried with Hugo Chavez's mother and and mm-hmm. wife and daughter and and so um, so mm-hmm. it's a very very dangerous relationship with with the Islamic um, regime in Iran and one that I'm afraid won't end well if we don't do something about it. Right. Um, so so that's you know that's one aspect. Yeah. Um, as well, as, and as Americans, we tend to see, you know. Uh, we're, I think we're, I think we're still, you know, we're Americans. Can't we all be friends? Can't we all get along? That can't possibly be true. Um, we, we take for granted kind of the spirit of jealousy that's been woven throughout history with every, um, you know, country that's toppled that had any form of, um, you know, freedom and liberty, if you will. So it's interesting to me that when you talk about these things, it becomes hyperbolic. You know, you, you become the, um, the, the boy crying wolf, right. And, and even in the midst of the country burning, um, you know, for those of us who are still saying, hey, no, really, we really are on fire. It's really not a good idea to let criminals out in the name of a humanitarian effort because of COVID-19, which now we're still wondering, you know, who perpetuated that scamdemic upon the earth and why and when. Uh, I think most of us know. But again, you start to sound like a conspiracy theorist. And, you know, something I love about your movies is that it, it sucks the conspiracy right out of it. And I, and I think, you know, I wonder, I was going to ask you about that. You know, what, what are the responses you're getting from students? Are you able to get this, your movies to students, um, to schools, to churches, you know, how do most people respond and then putting it into practice, not just using it for entertainment value? Well, um, we tried to get America the movie because it was the least political, I mean, like ideological. It was basically laying out the left and the right. This is what the left believes. This is what the right believes. You know, you you draw your own Mm -hmm. conclusions. And we couldn't even get that in the schools. I think there were a few brave souls teachers that were, Mm -hmm. that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, played it for their students. But as far as like having it in the school library, forget it. You know, um, mm-hmm. there is definitely a, a silencing factor when it comes to conservative movies and when it comes mm-hmm. to conservative talk. So unfortunately, um, it, it's just it, it's just not mm-hmm. made available to students. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be the fifth documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it, it, it basically goes along with Dinesh's book, United States of Socialism, but it expands mm-hmm. a little bit more. Uh, we talk about the new form of, of socialism that the that the Democrats have bestowed upon us, mm-hmm. and it's just a you know it's a, a and it, it's an expose about the new socialist dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the uh, the the fact that they use identity socialism, identity politics in their socialism scheme. Um, we also talk about you know the the media. We we talk about the deep state. We t- we even talk about um, capitalism and the the moral okay. case for capitalism. Mm-hmm. And we of course talk about who's behind <laughs> this socialist dream. So it's a it's an it's an amazing movie. Uh, we're very proud of it. Um, 
I um, I have, you know, a couple of contributions in the movie. I do come out talking about Venezuela, the Venezuelan connection. And I also sing in this movie as well. Okay. <laughs> it's one of, you know, Dinesh, D- Dinesh has me singing because um, it, it's... Uh, it, the, because you have a beautiful for, voice. <laughs> my passion for, for for this country reflects the songs that are in yeah. the movie. And so um, so you'll get to hear a little bit of that. And um, But I do want to talk about the identity politics yes. um, part of it, because identity politics played a big role in Venezuela uh, with Hugo Chavez. Um, as as you know, right. Hugo Chavez was an indigenous person. Right. He also happened to have black roots. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, one of his first mm-hmm. I, reforms in Venezuela, you might say, was racial equality. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up in Venezuela, I left Venezuela when I was 10 years old in 1976. Mm-hmm. But one okay. of the biggest things I remember about Venezuela was that we were such a great multicultural society. I don't remember, maybe because I was a child, but I don't remember there ever being any animosity between ethnicity, races, anything. You know, there were Europeans, um, we had indigenous, we had Africans, um, we had all all races and nationalities in Venezuela. It was a, it was a melting pot, really, in Venezuela, very much like it is here. But... When Hugo Chavez uh, went into office, he wanted to dismantle anything and everything that had to do with the white man. And in fact, he hated uh, Columbus so much that he did away with Columbus Day. Um, And uh, so, you know, little by little, he started chipping away at at this and he started creating an animosity that just wasn't there before. Mm So um, this was part of, you know, part of their scheme to to irritate and divide people, because first you have to divide people in order to achieve your your socialist dream, right? You divide them not only that way, but right. socioeconomically as well. Right. So, um, and then I have to tell you something about uh, Nicolas Maduro, the the di- dictator that's there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2015. He went to Harlem to speak um, on a panel with black leaders, including mm-hmm. Opal Tometi, who is one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter. Okay. And uh, by the way, uh, he aligns himself with Black Lives Matter and they with him. In other words, they came out against us doing anything to the regime. And and so the the alignment is Black Lives is Matter came there. out against doing anything yes. again. Wow, against okay. the um, yes, Nicolas Maduro regime. Mm-hmm. They are friends with Nicolas Maduro. Uh, Opal Tometi is, and uh, as well as Code Pink, uh, Black Alliance for Peace. They're mm-hmm. all socialist, Marxist, communists mm-hmm. that are in favor of the socialist regime in Venezuela, and they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, in June of, of 2019, um, there was an article uh, written by Andrew King, who, um, who happens to, to, um, to be a journalist um, for, uh, you know, Left Wing magazine. But mm-hmm. um, so, so Maduro was... Um, you know, in office, of course, in uh, last year, 
And this coalition of, uni- of uh, I guess, you know, activists that hate mm-hmm. Republicans, hate conservatives, they go to Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. And they meet with him. He gives them this, uh, I guess it's a saber, uh, and he, he tells them, long live the union between the people of the United States and Venezuela. Of course, he's talking to the leftists mm-hmm. of the United States, right? And Ben Norton, who is a journalist for Greystone, uh, which is a very far-left magazine, mm-hmm. goes chimes in and goes, and socialism. Mm-hmm. And Maduro echoes, and socialism. So, so all of these, you know, leftists that say, mm-hmm. oh, we, our kind of socialism is not like Venezuela. It's like mm-hmm. Scandinavia. Uh, they basically are BSing because it's exactly right. like Venezuela. And, and the alignment is, is so tight that there's no denying it. Right. In your movie trailer, you talk about submission and groveling. And what are, we, what are, they, what are they wanting us to submit to? Big Brother. That big brother, that is actually a scene from 1984. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, you know, they, they want to, the state wants us to submit. Absolutely. I just watched that movie actually a couple of weeks ago for the first time and I couldn't, uh, you know, I've had nightmares about it. It just the, the uh, similarities between what we see happening now, people being fired for posting or not posting things on social media to support the black lives matter, the current quote movement or hostile takeover as we know it, but people being fired from their jobs, canceled from their own families. Um, you know, it's affecting your every waking moment of life. If you don't submit Monica, absolutely. And, and, and again, I saw this happen in Venezuela with the Chavistas Mm -hmm. and the conservatives in Venezuela. Uh, in fact, many to- many families were just torn apart mm-hmm. by these ideologies, and um, and again, I mean, I, I I see it, and and I and I sob because mm-hmm. it, it's it's a cancer that I'm not sure there's a cure for, mm-hmm. and unless we as conservatives stand up and teach other people that these people, this BLM movement is not about George Floyd. It's not about police brutality. Mm -hmm. It's about the leftist control and, and complete conformity to Mm -hmm. their desire. Um, You know, again, Dinesh talked about this just yesterday. He said, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not about dismantling the police. It's about making the police so afraid to do anything to thugs that they're they're conforming to political correctness. Um, And and they're going to and the thugs and criminals are going to be left (laughs) to run amok and do whatever they want. And law and order will go out the window. That is what they want. And that is what they're going to get if we do not go out November the 3rd and vote for Donald J. Trump. Because he, and only he, can stop this. And he can also help Venezuela with the madness going on there as well. He's the only one that's ever cared about anything going on in Venezuela. 
and he sees the connection, which right. is very, very important. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you use the term thug, which is, it tends to be a, you know, a buzzword for people who um, you'll, you're banned from social media for using it. You could actually be fired for using, you know, the word police again, 1984, two plus two is not four or five. It's whatever we tell you it is. Exactly. Um, well, there's right? a scene in the movie. There's a scene mm-hmm. in the movie with that. And it's, it's chilling. It's bone yeah. chilling. Isn't it though? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, because I live it is in happening. This... Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I live in the state of Georgia where my governor is um, very active in, in with regard to actual criminal justice reform in the way of criminal gang activity. And I love the fact that you point out how Maduro started uh, to place people in positions of power to where now the citizens, you know, the militia has become, um, you know, reduced to uh, thugs, basically. And, and that's what we see happening here. In the state of Georgia, my governor has fought hard for criminal justice reform in the way of um, anti-gang legislation. We have over 71,000 criminal gang members in the state of Georgia. There are over a million nationwide. This is something that's very close to my heart. It was built up during the Obama administration because no one was allowed to take actual numbers with regard to arrests and what people were being arrested for and their affiliations with regard to those arrests. So for eight years, we essentially arrested um, actual statistics and being able to calculate the movement of criminal gang members. So now with this president, with President Trump, you know, criminal justice reform um, is high on his list. Um, unfortunately, though, Debbie, a lot of times nonviolent criminals tend to get, you know, become the champions of the day. And they are still, uh, as you well know, are embedded in these criminal uh, gang elements that go to cartels. They, they span all over South America. They're heavily embedded in our impoverished communities, but more importantly, and you and Dinesh know this better than anyone, they are hunkered down within our political systems. They're part of campaigns. They fund a lot of our campaigns here in the States, particularly on the left. Um, And it's maddening because you've seen the left and including people on the right in my very own state stand up and say, we don't need to be tougher on criminal uh, gang elements. We're fighting hard for an actual um, federal criminal gang statute, which is very difficult. My state of Georgia has one of the toughest gang statutes in the country. And can I tell you something? It is damn near impossible to get people to prosecute with that statute because our bench has been politicized. So when I see this and I look at our judiciary and I hear people at the polls just yesterday here in the state of Georgia saying, I didn't know who half of the people, you know, running for judgeships were on my ballot. And I'm thinking that's a problem. We we don't know who's making our laws, who's dismantling our laws and, right. and what that, right? So when you start talking about socialism, people are like, oh, socialism, here we go again. It's just the right and the left. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. like the law is actually going to affect your life one day you're going to be in front of someone who has the power as your very own husband found out to the power to put you behind bars the power to silence you the the power to destroy your life right so yeah I'm glad you brought that up yes I mean that is you know and, and it's it's really crazy because 
this we see this when even when we have a Republican president, because, as you know, he's been trying to drain the swamp, but he hasn't drained it altogether. He hasn't completed it. Right. So we still have elements of of thuggery behind even uh, Dinesh calls it thugs with badges, because in the deep state that we have and it it does exist in our government we have people that will silence people uh, that don't agree with the leftist uh, so, uh ideology and and we you know we saw this within dinesh's case as well you know so um, and again, if we ever, if we're able to unravel what actually happened with Flynn, we may be able to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But Republicans, conservatives need to get strong. We need to have some balls of steel yes. because we are dealing with evil. Yes. And, you know, if we don't fight fire with fire, uh, this country is going to be a completely different country. Right. I agree. And the one well, we love. Agreed. You know? Agreed. I uh, I believe wholeheartedly as the church goes, the nation goes. And when I see my fellow Christians on their knees um, begging for uh, forgiveness, for, you know, uh, basically surrendering, um, I always tell people if the blood of Christ is not enough of a reparation or an atonement for every sin that we will ever commit, that we could ever think of committing, then I don't know how much more your blood or your freedom could be worth, um, you know, taking the place of Christ. It's not going to repair something that a nation of people refuse to forgive. So the motto of my city is, is, it's either hashtag keep Atlanta black because I live, I live in Atlanta and I'm not kidding when I say that's an actual campaign slogan. Um, and, uh, you know, we are the city too busy to hate. And I often say, no, we're not. We're the city too bitter to forgive. And, and I think we see that playing out. Like you said, I, and I love Dinesh bringing home the point in his previous movies about Obama basically being, you know, a a bastard child, if you will. He's someone who had major issues with his father. And you see that in the identity politics movement with, um, uh, Chavez and, you know, saying, Hey, he didn't even know he didn't, he, he had a black complex, if you will. I'm not equal. Right. And so I think that's where we see the root of all of this, the root ball, I think is very spiritual in nature, but I applaud you and your husband for having the balls of steel collectively uh, to, you know, to keep bringing this thing to light, to keep being a voice for us, keep bringing the film to the public. I know, have you guys had problems getting into your mainstream uh, theaters with this? Are you going straight to Netflix or how can people view it? We are we are going we are set to come out in a theater near you okay. on August seventh. Um, thankfully, the theaters are not a problem. It's Hollywood, but the theater the theaters themselves, um, you know, a movie's a movie, and um, we are going to be just one of a few movies that will be out August seventh. Now we are hoping that um, that some of these. Uh, 
state governors will um, will open, you know, will will allow theaters to at least go to 50% capacity because I know that some theaters are right now at 25% capacity, so they've decided not to open because mm-hmm. they're they lose money that way. Right. So um, so we're hoping that. Uh, with Tenant, the movie coming out, I think in ju- sometime in July, uh, there will be a few other movies, but ours will be right there uh, with them, and um, hoping that if you know if we're at fifty percent capacity, that maybe we can be in two screens so that we can uh, you know get enough enough of our conservative base to come out and support us and support this this movie, but. But more importantly, take someone with you who maybe is not hostile, but is kind of on the fence. You know, they're like, eh, you know, I don't know about Trump. I don't think I want to, you know, vote this year, blah, blah, blah. So take that person because I guarantee you when that person comes out of that movie theater, they will have absolutely no doubt who the enemy is in this country. Right. And they yeah. and they will have absolutely no doubt who they're going to pull the lever for. So it, it's very important. It's one of the most influential uh, pieces of, of information that we can have in our, you know, at our disposal. And uh, we are going to go full full force to to uh, Monica. I have to say, I am a, a complete germaphobe. I mean, I I've been I've been on this. Don't touch your face. Don't you know Purell after handshake. This whole bit for 20 years, mm-hmm. and I don't get colds. So you can only imagine when when this COVID came out, what I went through. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. But I, even I, the germaphobe me, will go to a theater to see this movie because I think it's that important. It is that um, important. It is that important. And, um, and you know, we, we really want, we want people to support it, but not, but not just that. We want people to, we want to change hearts and minds. And so we want to get the people that are on the fence. Obviously, those that are already far left are not going to go see this movie. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, I don't think anything could convince them. But those people that maybe are on our side but are a little, you know, unsure, oh, this this yeah. movie will convince them 100%. I, or the, or the Christians who have been guilted by conservative media that somehow they're not Christians if they vote for President Trump. Yes, oh, we need them yes. to go see this. <laughs> Absolutely. They will, right. be, they will be convinced. I mean, I, I have no doubt about it. So uh, August 7th, um, you know, help us get the word out. We're going to start releasing. We just released this teaser trailer on Monday, and we're going to do another teaser on I think next Monday, okay. and then you know soon after that we will release the um, the full um, uh, theatrical trailer, the official okay. theatrical trailer that we will play until the movie, and um, so it's it's a really great great movie. Yeah. It's 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 good for our cause, and uh, we're really excited about it. Amen. Where can people? Where can my followers go to um, to find Dinesh's new book? So, so the new book, you can go to DineshDeSouza.com, and that from there, there's a link that will take you to all of the outlets that sell the book, but you can get it at Barnes & Noble, you can get it at Walmart, you can get it at, uh, through Amazon, uh, all of your typical bookstores. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, it's doing great. Um, I think today we find out uh, how how it's doing as far as, you know, the New York Times. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how ideological they are. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, 
but yeah, it's it's doing great. And uh, thank you so much for promoting it, for promoting the movie, Absolutely. for having me on. Absolutely. My pleasure. And I'm an ally. So anything I can do here in the city of Atlanta, I'm happy to do that with our uh, local GOP, Black uh, Black Voices for Trump, whatever it is I can do for you. Um, you know, I do for the country because we're fighting this for the same cause. So I love you guys. I'm praying for you both. And uh, you have an ally here in Atlanta. So please don't hesitate to uh, to reach out. Amen, Monica. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Debbie. Thank you. And thanks for uh-huh. being with us today. Yes. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here. It's something that most of us in conservative media have been uh, screaming from the rooftops for the past 12 years, really, through the entire Obama administration um, and through the past four years of this one. Um, it you cannot possibly have eyes to see and, and not see what's happening right now in the country. So the it, it is coming home to roost, but we still have an option. And, and I don't think anyone is saying that President Trump is the Jesus of today. Uh, no one is asking you to put your eternal faith and security in Donald J. Trump. But I think what we are asking you to do is to use your God-given mind your mind of liberty, your heart of liberty, um, and of justice, actual justice, and actual equality birthed from the fact and the truth that we are all created equal. Look at policies for what they are, not through the emotional lens, not through the lens of guilt, but to arm yourself with knowledge and with wisdom. That's what this documentary can do for you. August the 7th, in in a theater near you, Trump card. Follow me on Twitter at Monica On Air Talk, Facebook at Monty Matthews, MonicaMatthews.com. You can sign up for my newsletters. Looking forward to my next awesome interview to bring you hope, information, joy, sometimes a big fat what the hell, uh, but to, to provoke you to think and to feel and to move uh, in liberty. That is our ultimate goal here on the Monica Matthews Show. Very excited also to announce that I've got some merch coming up that you're not going to want to miss out on. Uh, I will release that to you guys in the public in the coming month. So stay tuned. Uh, have some giveaways associated with that as well. And uh, yeah, you guys, this is all about freedom. In the end, that's what this is all about is your freedom. If you're a Christian, Christ died for that freedom. If you're an American, millions of others have died for your freedom. So don't roll over. Arm yourself with knowledge and with wisdom and vote accordingly. All right, till next time, be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.